Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. I'm Nicole Bagley, and this week we are diving into business pillar number two, all about our branding. If you didn't join us last week for business pillar one, our legal and admin pillar, jump back and listen to episode number 79, and then come back and join us here for episode 81. All right, welcome to the podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Nicole here. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be going through these business pillars with you. Uh, It's just Really, what I love most about business is building businesses and what makes businesses work. And these pillars are a lot like if you are trying to bake some brownies and maybe you left off one of the ingredients. Actually, I've done this before. This was back many, many years ago when I was a teenager before I could drive. And I was home for an afternoon. Maybe it was in the summer. I was kind of bored. I said, I'm going to bake. And so I went to go make some brownies. And I started to mix everything together only to find out we were out of eggs. And I thought, how important can an egg be? It's just one egg. Yeah, it turns out if you don't add an egg to your brownies, they never actually cook. And then it just becomes warm batter (laughs) after you cook it for 30 minutes. So um, working on your business without all of these pillars in place is kind of like trying to make those brownies without the egg and you're not going to get the result that you desire because all of these pillars, all of these ingredients are really very, very critical for building a business that works and a business is sustainable and profitable. So if you didn't listen to last week, business pillar number one, legal and admin, that is like your foundation. That is your basement or your crawl space, your foundation of your house. So important. You can't build your house on something without having a good solid foundation. So make sure you listen to that episode. It is episode number 79. And we talk all about what things you need to consider. Um, One of the biggest mistakes that I made when starting my business and um, just kind of a list of what you need to do. We also have a checklist for that pillar and this pillar on our show notes. So just jump over to our show notes page. This one is hairofthedogacademy.com slash eight one and you can find that checklist download there. All right, are you ready to dive in? Are you ready to jump into this branding pillar? Okay, let's do that. Number one, the first thing we need to do is to know our why. Oh my gosh, you guys, I can hear you say, Nicole, I've heard this before. (laughs) It's so hard. I know. I know it's hard, but it's really, really, really important. And spoiler alert, your why is not because you love dogs. That's every photographer has that same why. Your why is something that makes you stand apart from the other pet photographers in your market and in the industry. So that's what we want to drill down to. One of the ways that you can start to figure out why you do what you do or why you have this photography business is to ask yourself, what would I bring to the world if I were to serve 10,000 pet photography clients, what would change in my market? What would change in the world? Serving that many clients, what would be kind of the profound ripple effect? 
that starts to get you a little bit closer to your why. So that's one way we can start to dive into that. Another way we can start to dive into that is why do we have our business? And then maybe it's uh, to capture dog images. Well, why do we want to capture dog images? Because dogs are important to me. Why are dogs important to you? Because I had them growing up. Why were they important to you growing up? Well, because I was home alone a lot and they kept me company. Um, So you start just digging down these different levels of why. And truly, when you get to about six or seven, that's when you start to get to those really true fundamental reasons of why you do what you do. Now, this is not easy work. And often you kind of need to work with someone to help you pull it out because it's hard work. So our brain's like, well, well, stop, conserve that energy because um, this is really hard and I need to conserve my energy should a bear show up here on my back porch later today. So then we just move on to other things. That's called procrastination. (laughs) So yeah, trying to figure out why. And here's another thing too. I see a lot of photographers sometimes get stuck where they need to figure out their why, but they're having trouble with it. And they're like, well, forget it. I just can't move forward until I find my why. Well, and that's not the case either. You can move forward. If you don't have your why, ask yourself to like start to give us some thought and keep coming back to this question and keep asking yourself uh, why, you know, why did I do this? Why am I doing this? Why do I love it? Why does this fuel me? Look for those answers and eventually you'll find it. I mean, I've been in business for over 10 years now and you guys have heard on the podcast on another episode that I just found my true why and it's not even photography related. My true why is bridging the gap. Well, it's two things. It's educating all of you guys and raising the whole pet photography industry and the craft and the business and helping pet photographers make more money in their business and lead the life that they want to live. And then the other aspect of my why that I just found out this past um, this past winter, really my purpose, my life's purpose, my main why is to connect the animal loving pet photographer world and the wildlife conservation world through the hair of the dog conservation fund. And Um, That is just lighting me up, just completely lighting me up. And I'm just so very excited um, for what's in store there. So knowing your why is a journey. It's just something that we should continue checking in on so that we can keep working on that journey. And one place you can go, uh, if you haven't already, you've probably heard of it, but Simon Sinek has a great TED Talk about the power of why. So it's like 10 minutes. Pause this go watch it, come back, and I'll be here waiting for you if you haven't watched that before. All right, the next piece of our branding that we need to look at is what's our brand intention? Well, what the heck does that mean? That is simply how do you want clients to remember you in the experience? And what do you want them to say about you? So it's really kind of the word of mouth marketing that clients are saying about you. So that's your brand intention. Do you want them to say it was fun and we created these like over the top, you know, fun, bold, modern images? Or do you want them to say it was luxurious? Or, you know, just what do you want them to say about the experience? Do you want to say, you know, oh my gosh, I've these images that were created captured a relationship that Uh, you know, I knew that I had, but to see it in images just takes my breath away. Like those are the kinds of things to think about your brand intention. Because once you figure that out, 
it starts to kind of have all the other branding pieces fall into place underneath that. So that's kind of the big umbrella over the rest of your branding. And then we need to look at who is our target client. Uh, You've all heard of target clients, you've heard of demographics, but what's even more important are their psychographics. So those are things like what they love to do, where they spend their time, what their values are, what's most important to them, things like that. Those are the pieces, kind of the emotional aspects of our target client that will help clue us into how to market to them, how to attract them, what's important to them, and how to help them see the value in what we do. And I know, again, a lot of you guys are like, oh my gosh, first you start with the why, and now you talk about the target client. And I've heard this a gazillion times, Nicole. All right. All right. I hear you. I hear you that you've heard it a million times, but have you done it? (laughs) Have you sat down and figured out your why? And have you sat down and created a target client? Do you know who this person is? Not just their name and age and income level and zip code, but actually what they think about when they wake up in the morning, what they worry about, and what they think about in regards to their dog and what they are doing with their dog on the weekends and what they hope to do in their life and with their summer and things like that. So like really drilling down to the essence of who that target client is. Such an important exercise to do. Now, if any of you are listening and you're in the Academy or you're in our Elevate program, we have lots of resources in there to help you figure out who that target client is from their demographics demographics to their psychographics and all of those things. So definitely check out those resources if you are a member of one of those two programs. All right, next up, we need a logo. All right, logo. I feel like this is one of those pieces that causes so many photographers to spend months preparing their photography business, getting stuck on a logo and a business card. I've got some um, hard truth for you. Your logo doesn't matter. Nobody really cares. A business card also doesn't really matter. Uh, Are you actually going to be handing that out to people and talking to them? Because that's the most important piece of that business card, the design of it. Okay, it needs to be kind of a a minimum viable design. (laughs) Um, Kind of the same thing as our images. You know, people always ask, when am I ready to start photographing and earning money or charging? And really, for me, I believe that as long as you can start to create consistently sellable images, so consistently technically correct images, you're good to go. You're ready. Is it in focus? Is it have proper white balance? Is the exposure correct? Okay, those and do you have a little bit of uh, an expression engagement with your subject? Those are the four ingredients that yes, go ahead, go forth and sell, create your business. Of course, we want to always be improving our craft and making it better and bringing it up to a level that you know is unique and our own and our own style and all of those things that takes time. So we're always working on that. Same thing with our branding and our designs and our our marketing materials. There's a minimum viable design (laughs) template that we just want to make sure that it's kind of following the basic design rules. It's easy to read. The colors kind of go together. The fonts are, you know, something that is again, easy to read, but also, you know, pleasing on the eye. Now there are so many 
resources out there, guys, that this should not get hung up on. Of course, you can go off and hire a graphic designer and to create a whole branding palette for you to create your logo, your fonts, your colors, your design, your design elements, some papers, things like that. All of that stuff you can create or hire a designer and to lay out custom templates and marketing pieces. And that's great. If you have the budget to do that, that is great. A designer is worth their weight in gold. However, many of us when we're starting out don't have the funds to spend multiple thousands of dollars on a designer. So I believe it's more important just to get something basic done. And then once you have been in business for a few years, you have your style a bit more locked in. So you know what your experience is like, you know what style your image is like, then, then you can invest in a designer to elevate your whole brand that all of that branding stuff elevated up quite a bit. When you have a little bit more information and you have more of a budget to invest in that. So if you need that logo, It can be something as simple as a text logo. Oh, but I don't know what fonts look good. No worries. Go to Creative Market, creativemarket.com. Check it out. Find a quick logo. You can um, just generate a logo right there to use for your business. So easy, simple, font only. You don't need all of the bells and whistles because no one ever hires a photographer because their logo was awesome. (laughs) They just don't. They look at your work. They look at the experience. They look at the value you're providing, not on your logo. So just go to Creative Market and grab one. Next up is your brand colors. Also, you don't need to spend a whole bunch of time thinking about this. Go ahead to Pinterest and start Googling color palettes. Look for color palettes that you find in nature. Make sure those color palettes that you're attracted to look good with the images that you're creating. If you're creating, you know, really beautiful backlit images that are really, really warm, you're probably not going to want like gray and like ice blue as your color palette because those are really cool colors. So you just want to make sure your, your images look good with the colors that you're choosing, which you can do, you know, really with your eye. If you're not sure, post it in our Hair of the Dog podcast community and ask if that kind of goes together, if you need kind of another opinion from other people. But just look in Pinterest, look at different colors. There's a pretty cool website. It's just cool coolors. <laughs> I don't know how you actually pronounce it. It's HTTPS um, colon two slashes and then C-O-O-L-O-R-S dot C-O. So colors with two O's in the first section, C-O-O-L-O-R-S dot C-O. And um, there you can search popular color collections, or you can put in a specific color to find complementary options. So it's a pretty cool um, free tool out there. One pro tip you might want to keep in mind is to make sure you have some neutral colors in your palette so that your images can take center stage. Because if all of your colors are really bright and bold, well, it can be pretty overpowering when people are trying to look your images as well. All right, we're moving on, but I just realized something and um, I'm sorry, everybody, because when I started this recording, I almost always have my microphone plugged in, but today I didn't. So I'm sorry for the sound quality at the first half of this podcast, but the content was really good, so I'm going to leave it. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys can forgive me and move on and now enjoy this better 
quality sound. All right, we're moving on. After our brand colors, next up are brand fonts. Now, if you are like me, you look at brand fonts and you're just like, oh my gosh, so crazy. Trying to figure out your brand fonts is just completely overwhelming because there's 8,000 different kinds available. And when I was starting, I used, oh gosh, I forget, like papyrus maybe or something. Like one of the most basic free fonts that came with all of the programs because I didn't even know that you could go out and actually download fonts that are unique and custom and different. So I thought that really the fonts that I had to choose from were just those ones that came standard in Word or all of those other programs, I had no idea that this whole world of fonts existed. So how many fonts do you need to have for a brand? Well, a brand should have three main fonts. You should have a headline font, a subheadline font, and a body text font. So those are kind of the three ones. The body text font should be something non-serif. So serif fonts are the ones that have like the little edges and non-serif fonts are the ones that are really smooth that don't have any of those extra edges. So your body text should be a non-serif font, just really, really basic and easy to read. And then you can have a headline font and a subheadline font. One of those can be serif, one could be non-serif, or one could be script. So you just want to make sure that whatever you choose, that they're readable and that they'd go together. There's a website called fontpair.co, F-O-N-T-P-A-I-R.co, and it gives you some different pairings of fonts that go together. You can also look for that again on Pinterest. There's lots of font pairs on Pinterest. And um, if you see a font that you really like, you can go to myfonts.com slash what the font with another slash, and it will um, help you identify that particular font. Now, a word of warning, when you're choosing fonts, make sure that you read the licensing because often we do need to pay for a commercial license. Now, this usually isn't very much. If you're on Creative Market, it might be $30. So it's a small price to pay, but we should really make sure we look into that to make sure that we are having proper licensing for the fonts that we are using. All right, next up, brand enhancements. These are things like papers or backgrounds or doodles or arrows or stars, all sorts of different things. So you can find a lot of those on Creative Market. Just search for paper texture or search for photography doodles or star doodles or anything like that. And um, doodles are not the dog breed. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just a term for like hand-drawn really embellishments for your brand. So word of warning, don't go crazy here. Less is more. So just have a couple that kind of go with the branding feel that you want. Um, so you can just kind of elevate things, but you don't want it to look like, you know, in 90s scrapbook. All right, next up, last but not least, make sure you're going to use those brand guidelines across all of your different collateral. Now, 
if you're again an academy member in our marketing templates, we do have a branding guideline PSD file that you can download. You can plop in your colors, you can put in your fonts, you can put in your logo, you can put in your brand enhancements, things like that. So you have everything on one sheet that you can hang in your office to make sure that you stay on brand when you're creating things. And if you're ever working with somebody helping you on your website or creating marketing materials for you, you can just send that to them and they know what your brand guidelines are. So that's a really, really helpful tool to have to be able to stick within the proper guidelines for your branding. So there you have it. Those are our branding tips for pillar number two for our branding pillar. Uh, again, if you want to jump on over to hairofthedogacademy.com slash 81, you can find the downloads for this pillar. So you can just have that little checklist, check it off. And yeah, and if you're in the Academy or Elevate, we have lots of extra additional resources for you in there. If you'd like to get on the way, list for the next time our academy doors open, just head on over to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash academy. And um, that's it. Next week, we are back with business pillar number three. We're going to be talking all about your website. It's going to be a good one. I can't wait. See you next week. If you enjoy this podcast episode, go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it up there on your Instagram stories and be sure to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And we would just love to see how you're listening. And uh, full disclosure, sometimes we just like to give away a little pet photographer swag in the form of Hair of the Dog t-shirts and sweatshirts. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and share that screenshot of this episode. And don't forget to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And while you're there, maybe you want to jump on over to our account and see what we're up to on the gram. Would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the links that we shared in this episode, as well as any additional related resources, simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com 81. Once again, that's hairofthedogacademy.com, the number eight, the number one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing, if you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.